What's up, guys? Welcome to the Vineyard Collective Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Samuel. And I'm the other host, Kirsten. And today we have two amazing people, Taylor and Augustine Daniels. Yes, welcome. <laughs> welcome. We're excited to have you. Okay, so normally we start off with like a get to know you type yeah. of question. So I want... I want marriage advice. And guys, just trust me on this. They have been married for how many months? September, October, November. And it was a gorgeous wedding. It was a gorgeous gorgeous wedding. Okay, but here's the difference, everyone. They have been married in 2020 in quarantine. That like it adds was like five years. Your marriage life, like, <laughs> it's like it what like you would normally. Five years, yes. you've gotten three to five months. Yes. <laughs> so what is for our newlyweds and even you know our people out here who have been married a long time? What is the, been the biggest takeaway of marriage thus far? If pillows come up. I'm fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> the real stuff. Well, I'm still like you said, still trying to figure out why the bed needs more than two pillows. Two is just fine. We're, we're counting all the things, right? Pillows, shoes. There can be a plethora of shoes. That's yeah. fine. That's fine. Plates. <laughs> Cups, yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> so right. your thing is really the excess that is femininity, femininity? is that a word? <laughs> I don't know. I, I think femininity? so, and if it's not, we should, make it, <laughs> we should make it one. We should make it one. We will make it one from this the day The excess, forward. we've got to have 1,500 pillows. Of course I need 12 coffee cups for two people. Like it just. Because you never know who has coffee six times today. The it's house true. cannot even take. 12 people in a very small apartment. So. <laughs> I love it. Okay, Taylor, what do you got? Uh, communication. Yes. We are growing in communication. We communicated well in dating, but yeah. especially during this time, we both think so differently. Yeah. Yes. And so communication has been the biggest thing. That's that's a real one. That'll. I think that'll be like the biggest thing. I feel like that's like the biggest barrier for marriage in general is like learning to communicate. Cause you think you know someone, you think you know your wife. <laughs> you think you know later, yourself. You don't know you your don't wife. Know. <laughs> so I, I think it's, the yeah, biggest it's thing though has been in communication has been talking to other married couples like you guys yeah. and being like, do you have this? Like, is this right. normal? And as soon as the other married couples like, are like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you. Well, today on this podcast, we're super excited to have you guys on. You're actually stepping into like an intern mm-hmm. director role Kingdom for Kingdom Kids. Kids. Directors. Yes. Yeah. We're excited to have you. What age range is that? So we are officially doing K through five Sweet. elementary okay. and then coordinating down in pre-K nursery. Okay. Sweet. So awesome. Everybody. Everybody. Yeah, everybody. everybody. <laughs> we took everybody when we came All here. the kids. All the kids. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm very excited that we could at least work together mm-hmm. because you are some of our favorite people. Yes. So yeah, I'm it'll be fun. Know. But today on the podcast, we're going to talk about uh, youth and kids, how we feel I mean, it's been a crazy time. What like, God's doing, yeah, like the whole nine, the whole nine. So we're we're just gonna jump in and yeah. ask some questions. Yeah. Awesome. So I think something cool to start off with is Taylor. You're also a teacher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know you're working remotely. Um, I think you got a different job over the last year, right? Than just being Le- like yeah, in the a last few years. Okay. I'm an instructional coach, so okay. I actually work with teachers to develop them into being the best teachers they can be. Okay. So so. During this pandemic, this kind of crisis that's at hand, we're not going to talk about the election. That's uh, today is 
election day. So when this is released, we may so we may know. Yeah, go ahead and vote. <laughs> It'll be a little late. You did you vote. Yeah. Please <laughs> vote. Um, but what has this been like for you? So I think one of the things that we don't realize is I think everyone's like concerned about like president and political things. But my heart goes out to like the teachers, the principals, the superintendents who honestly are kind of on the front lines. Like I know nurses and stuff are, but like I feel like you guys deal with so much more stuff than most people actually think. Mm. So what has it been like for you? And I guess, and how has it been for you being married to her, like watching her kind of have to navigate that stuff? Um, but yeah, go ahead, Tay. Yeah, it's been a huge learning curve of, um, you know, a phrase we've heard often is we're building the plane as we're flying it. Okay. Like we're, we've never learned how to teach this way before. We've yeah. never learned what it looks like or means. Yeah. And then on top of it, you have all of the schools doing something completely different. Yeah. So you have hybrid and you have remote learning and you have just all versions of, of it. And mm -hmm. so uh, teachers are really... Um, figuring it out and being creative as they go. And so learning yeah. from each other and trying things as they go yeah. um, and putting in a ton of work because teachers' hearts are huge. So yeah. it's it's definitely um, difficult because they're balancing their at-home life, yeah. right? And they're trying to learn how to navigate, how to teach in, in a pandemic. Yeah. And then on top of it, they feel um, just the weight of yeah. what this means, the equity issue that yeah. this is bringing up for students. Yeah. If students have a really great system at home where they're able to get on and they have great Wi-Fi and all of that, right. it's it's a lot easier to do this learning remotely rather than students who are struggling with right. that. And yeah. how has it felt like for you? So like you're like you instruct teachers. Mm -hmm. I think this is kind of like you've had to like jump straight in first. Yeah. And sometimes it's scary when you're like the only person jumping in, you're like, I'm by myself, <laughs> all by myself, you know. But like, how is that? There's a lot of singing you? coming from your microphone today. <laughs> I think I Kyle just let them, needs to let me audition. I mean, if you want you the go. anointing and the glory of God to fall, I will not be singing. <laughs> um, but like, how has that been? Like, you've kind of had to navigate things that you're equipping teachers yeah. to do. So I've had to like try to be one step ahead of teachers, which is really hard when we're like, we don't even know what we're doing. Right. So right. then yeah. I have to hear from teachers and be like, okay, here's the struggle. Here's what's happening. Yeah. It's really hard to connect mm -hmm. with students online. It's hard to like navigate this Zoom versus Google Slides versus right. like, what are we doing? Yeah. And then on top of it, it's like, how do we make this better? Let me try it and figure it out. And yeah. then like teach you as we go while yeah. also you're pulled with your family and you're yeah. pulled like trying to teach and do all these mm -hmm. things. So yeah, it's been like, crazy. How does it feel? So you just got married. <laughs> your wife is helping people in the middle of a pandemic, figure out the pandemic. How has that been for you? Like, obviously I'm like things I know about you're into fashion, you're into vibes, but you're also like, you love your wife. Like, how has that been for you helping navigate that? And also just being a support system. Cause I mean, I'm sure that's stressful. Like, like I actually don't know how I can help, but I'm here. Yeah. Um, so I think first thing I'm going to say is I think teachers should be paid more. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just saying. Like, so did, you did you think that before being married to Taylor or has it mm. been like seeing Taylor, it's been like even more enhanced? Like, I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I mean, I came to the U.S., right. came to grad school. I right. think professors and colleges are paid well, Yeah. but teachers who did break school yeah, yeah, yeah. and all of that. Um, because when I, just by the the fact that we're all working from home. Yeah. I'm at home when she's having the meetings. Right. So I'm 
literally in those meetings, even though I'm not contributing. Yeah, you're really, you're really, you're really, you're really, I'm I don't know what to do here. <laughs> so I, the, the, the length these yeah. teachers actually go yeah. to wow. teach their kids, especially during COVID, yeah. kind of things I hear them talk about, I'm like, my teachers didn't do that for me. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, didn't so, for me. that didn't happen for me. Yeah. I, especially again, I'm coming from Nigeria where I feel like teaching is, wasn't a profession that many people really wanted to do. Yeah. It's like life happened this one. I just right. somehow ended up being a teacher. Right. But here I feel like the teachers actually want to be teachers. Wow. They went to school to be teachers. Yeah. So they are doing this out of passion. So and the kind of thing I feel like they talk about, like going out of the way to yeah. um even provide for the students. This right. is out of their own pocket right. and stuff like right. that. And I'm like, yeah. wow, um, these teachers actually should be paid more. And I'm not yeah. joking. I know I'm it sounds like a joke, but I'm actually serious. Yeah, yeah, no. Um also, and this is not just Taylor. Yeah. Because literally I hear her colleagues speak over yeah. the like these Zoom meetings. I'm like, wow, it's not just you who does this. Everyone yeah. does this. Yeah. And COVID obviously makes it even more intense. Right. Because right. like she said, none of them know what they're doing because right. this is entirely new territory right. for everyone. Right. everyone. Yeah. So um it's just interesting to get this inside scoop about teachers yeah. and how they they just do more to ensure yeah. their students. Um, actually learn even though I mean I, I can imagine myself being a teacher yeah I'm not patient to be right. a teacher <laughs> if I try I to teach like, hey, <laughs> if, if I'm telling a student this is how one plus one is two yeah I don't need to explain to you why it's just one plus one is two well at least I would explain yeah. one time if you don't <laughs> get time. it I'm like I've told you so many Moving times on. like why but this the teachers I've heard um, over their meeting, like they go, they would even send things to their houses. Wow. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, you guys do a lot. And, and again, also because I work in a corporate setting. Yeah. And technically teaching is not necessarily corporate-ish, yeah, yeah, yeah. but when I'm in the office and I get a new job, let's say I move to a new company. Yeah. They give me a laptop. They give me every software I need for that laptop. Right. If I need an antivirus, they provide like right, everything right. I need. Yeah. yeah, teachers, from what I've gathered, will be given the laptop, but they technically take care of themselves. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you need yeah. an antivirus, wow. go buy one with your wow. money. Yeah, if yeah. you need this stuff, that you go buy, one. and they, all of them do right. it. And I'm wow. like, this is interesting. I'm like, you don't have like your phone has gone bad. Like, if my office phone goes bad, I'm like, hey, new I phone. New one. Yeah, and they're like, ah. <laughs> you have to buy with your money. I'm like. You all are weird, <laughs> but apparently that's the world they live in, and it's not just them. I'm yeah. guessing it's probably different in the private school. Yeah, but that's the world they live in, and they still, despite all of this, they still yeah. put in the extra work. Yeah, and I think that's the cool thing about watching you two. So we've worked with Taylor a lot in youth ministry, but I think it's just cool watching you two step into this like Kingdom Kids director because you care so much. Yeah. Like just the way you're talking about that, you're like, I am not capable. <laughs> like, but the passion that you have to like to see like people valued and cherished and honored, yeah. I think is yeah. such a huge thing. And I think for me, I'm excited to see that play out in Kingdom Kids. So. Yeah, for sure. And honestly, like Austin, Augustine, whatever we want to call you, there's <laughs> like three names. A man of many names. Let's just say that. But a legend of them all. <laughs> a legend of them all. <laughs> Something that was so interesting. So we have a preschooler. We drop her off, yeah. you know, at Kingdom Kids. And I remember seeing you serving like every single week in Kingdom mm -hmm. Kids. And she would talk about it every week and it finally clicked. I'm like, I know who she's talking about. Yes. Oh my God. My daughter loves you. It's just 
It's and Taylor, we worked obviously you worked in Rev with us mm-hmm. for years. And even trusted, before we trusted you to run a conference. Like, <laughs> Literally. Point, like I had a baby right before a conference and I'm like, Taylor, everything I am, I give to you. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. Um, and you guys have served so faithfully for so many years. What is what are you most excited yeah. about stepping into this role as like Kingdom Kids direct. Let me just oh, answer this question first. <laughs> Let's go. I think mine is going to be short. Yeah. Like, keep going. I've got about 30 <laughs> seconds of content. <laughs> so let's just get over here. So when I, actually asked me this question maybe like two days ago, like what are you most excited about? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. When I signed up for Kingdom Kids, I didn't sign up to come and like, I mean, I knew the importance of kids yeah. being like, experiencing the Holy Spirit and all mm-hmm. of that. But I think my primary reason of signing up with Kingdom Kids was to come play with kids. Yeah. yeah. That was my primary reason. Yeah. I know I like kids. I know I like playing with them. And this is like the only legit place I can play with kids. Yeah, <laughs> so, right. so, so that's why I signed up for Kingdom yeah. Kids. Yeah. Um, and also, I think at that point, I mean, usually when I'm in a church, I find a way to serve. Yeah. yeah. Now, prior, prior to coming to the U.S., in my, all the churches while I was in Nigeria, I was sort of I don't think they have those units here, but yeah, yeah. they're kind of kind of called venue managers. Okay. So we're the ones who come um, sweep the auditorium, yeah. um, arrange the chairs and all of that. Yeah, yeah. And I came to the vineyard, I'm like, they don't have that. What am I, <laughs> what am I gonna do? What do I do? I'm just, um, and I've always tried like growing, like since I yeah. started taking my faith seriously, mm-hmm. Um, to try my best to not just be a taker, but yeah. also be a giver. So yeah. I'm like, I will not just come and sit down. Right every yeah. <laughs> yeah, to not just come on Sunday, every every Sunday and sit down, receive the message and bounce. You know, yeah. I actually think a lot of people are missing that in their life right now. For sure. Like they, you said it casually, but that is a Yeah. Like you're being filled up, filled up, filled up. Like where are you pouring that out? Yeah. Like yeah. so good. You're missing that. Yeah. Yeah, so... And one day I was, I don't know what I was doing really, maybe eating food, maybe playing video game, I can't remember. I felt like the Holy Spirit tell me, join the kids ministry. I'm like, heck no. <laughs> I'm, not doing I'm sorry, there's a million other people on the planet. Lord. Um, <laughs> I've never worked with kids before. How am I supposed to do that? Yeah. And all of that. And I felt like he smiled and said, just trust me. You yeah. will love it. And stuff like, I'm like, okay, I think. Normally it would take me like a year to make a move. Yeah. But for some, but for some reasons, I think I... Just didn't want to overanalyze it. Yeah, yeah. So I just came. I'm like, you know, what? I'm gonna join Kingdom Kids. Like maybe after after two weeks, and wow. I, and they're like, oh, can you serve weekly or biweekly? I'm like, I'm fine with weekly. Yeah. I didn't I, I didn't know that the normal thing was like once every two weeks. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that, and I'm like, I'm fine with weekly. I think that's what it everyone does. Yes, Moreover, I'm here every Sunday. So. <laughs> doesn't matter. Um, and normally. Um, even while I served back in Nigeria, like uh-huh. it was a weekly thing. All right. So I just thought volunteering in church meant you come to church and serve weekly. Right. You yeah. do both. Yeah. Then when I joined, I realized some people come once a month. Once <laughs> come, I'm like, I should have just signed up for once a month. But but I love doing. But obviously, with time, I think we had more volunteers, yeah. so that my frequency was not once every two weeks. I think, but yeah. But I feel like the thing that you express so much, like every time I'm around you, every time I see, you know, you guys just watched our kids for us so we could go out and celebrate birthdays, dude. You represent the father's heart so mm. insanely well mm-hmm. that like. I think that's one of the things that I'm like excited about. Just even for this intern for you, bro, it's like you're you carry the father's heart so well that it's like almost like you can't not notice it. Yeah. And I think that's almost the thing that like in my mind when I'm sitting here listening, like 
you say like the Lord's, oh, you'll enjoy it. I think it's because like you just have such a like father's heart for people of like, yeah. I want you to be the best you can be. I want to help. I want to. Mm. And so I think, bro, I think that's just like one of the most honoring things is like, like, I don't know, like just literally seeing like Cadence just love you is like, that's awesome to me. Like you, she literally only saw you like once a week typically. And she's like, Austin's there, Austin's there. I'm like, holy oh, Austin. <laughs> And then I realized, like, oh, it's Augustine. Like, cause that's what I call you, Augustine. So I'm like, oh. And, but I think is that is like she knows the father's heart really well. So when she sees other people with it, she like loves mm-hmm. them. And so, yeah. bro, I just think you carry that like so well. It's yeah. amazing to see for real. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Taylor, how about Man, you? I'm so excited. Like, I didn't know how excited I would be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I love working with kids yeah. and I they're a future, I mean, right? Teacher, okay. I, I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. I don't know why you would. <laughs> but specifically in the church, like that is as a teacher, I don't have the opportunity mm-hmm. to really yeah. get to like invest in spiritual life of our kids, yeah. right? There's no junior Holy Spirit. Yeah. So yeah. to be able able to set them up for success and experience the Holy Spirit, experiencing God for themselves is so exciting. They are, yeah, they're our future. And they're also, they have a unique relationship with God Mm -hmm. that like we get to learn from and grow from. Um, And I feel like a lot of people underestimate kids and Mm -hmm. what they can really experience and grasp and so i'm just excited to be able to um yeah be able to participate in that Mm -hmm. i'm so honored that we get to work with kids because i think it should be an honor like i think that when you get to work with kids when you get to work with youth it's an honor because who knows who that kid is going to be one day Mm -hmm. like and you got to influence them um yeah and i've go ahead okay (laughs) like what she said about um learning from kids. Mm-hmm. I think that was another reason why I was actually prompted to work at Kingdom Kids because mm-hmm. I know the Lord speaks to me a lot using kids. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're just innocent people. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They live their lives. I mean, when, when Jesus literally full said it, trust. Yeah, yeah, they're full of trust. And freedom. I w- I, before I moved here, I stayed with my cousin a bit for about, uh-huh. and he had like a three-year-old and a five-year-old. Yeah. I played with them a lot. And one of them would climb on the table and call me like, uh-huh. Literally just wants to jump on me. Yeah. So he'll climb back and jump on me. I'll catch him and put yeah. him back. And one time we're doing that and I backed him and I didn't know he was still jumping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they just trust that you will catch them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, bro, don't I'm do not that. There. Yeah. <laughs> don't do that. I'm not there. But you learn a lot from them how um, you probably even scold them, but they will come yeah. back and hug you. Like yeah. they, you learn a lot from kids. And I, I think like she said, it's, it's actually an honor. So yeah. Especially for kids who are still growing, who are still learning, who are still de- developing, because I could I can even give one example. There was a g- girl, I don't know, one of the kids who comes mm-hmm. to Kingdom Kids yeah. came with her cousin that day. Okay, and this girl walks up to me, innocent five year old. She's yeah. like, "Why are you so brown?" Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> hmm. <laughs> is this the first, in my head, like yeah. I had so many thoughts. I'm yeah. like, is this the first time you've seen a black person? Is yeah. this the first time yeah. you've seen a brown person? Right, right. I'm like, why is this question just coming yeah, up? Yeah, why is this coming out like, of nowhere? And I feel like this was the first time she's actually meeting a brown person to be able to ask them oh, yeah. wow. this question. Unfortunately, Kingdom Kids is filled with a lot of events that I yeah. was not actually able to address the question. Yeah. Because I would have obviously spoken up to her. But yeah. no adult would probably do that. Right. Because this girl was just innocent. She's like, I'm seeing someone who doesn't look like me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I just want to ask why. this question. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that right there though is like 
I think we do that with God all the time. Like we, we're we're scared to ask just like the why. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like I don't think we I don't think you always have to have the answer or like you don't always need an answer from God. But I think it's like being willing to ask questions like that. Yeah. Of like, God, why is this happening or what is this going on? And I think it's just that boldness of like and I think that's what we're getting with kids and youth these days, is like they're just so bold. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. like they don't care. They're just going to go do the work of the kingdom and either you're with them or they're not, you know? Yeah. I think you guys touched on that and, and I want to stay here for just as a, for just a little bit and talk about it. But I, it is so true. Like the kids, the students, like they yeah. teach us so much. Yeah. And so often, like we could look at serving in kids ministry, serving in youth ministry is like, well, someday when I graduate to the yeah, point, it's like a tier system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'll serve here until the next opportunity opens. And, this last year for me and Sam has been like revolutionary, which <laughs> revolution. Get a it. little bit of a pun there. <laughs> <Get it. laughs> Obviously, youth ministry is called, is called revolution. That was an accident. Sure. But we'll keep we'll it. Welcome it. <laughs> but we welcome it. But it was moments. Jesus. Um, but it, it really, truly was. For, for years, we've been in youth ministry. How many years? Seven going on eight. Yeah. And it was like, we had come to this place where it's like, oh, we just feel kind of like. Well, you've just seen it all, right? You've like, seen you've it all. Seen, the the highs and lows. And fall, you've yeah, seen all of it. And you kind of feel like you're stuck in this circle. Whatever. And you guys have served in youth and kids long enough where you've had multiple age groups multiple yeah. times. And you're like, dang, I'm doing the same, especially teaching. You get this more than anybody. <laughs> Every single year. I was just talking to one of our teacher leaders this last yeah. week, every single year, you're like, graders. <laughs> I got another set of brand new second graders, like <laughs> right, right. brand new second graders who don't know anything the last year's second graders know. Yeah. And it feels like that in ministry sometimes where you're like spinning. And Sam uh, had this crazy encounter with the Lord. No, where, you can, I mean, we can tell the full story. Okay, so here's what happened. Right? I was, I was trying yeah, to save face a little I, I bit for you. I got you. I'll let you into my personal life. So I'm just frustrated with the Lord. And one thing that I think you guys probably know about me is I'm just an open book. Like I, mm-hmm. I have nothing to hide. So so I'm just laying it all the line with the Lord. I'm like, Lord, youth ministry stinks. I've done the same thing over and <laughs> over again. This is like a classic youth ministry, like post-Wednesday, yeah, Thursday yeah. morning kind when, of situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. um, I was just like, Lord, like, honestly, I was just like, I'm frustrated. Like, I'm not seeing anything change in youth ministry. Everyone's doing it the same way. I'm just kind of annoyed with it, to be honest. And so... Um, I'm like super frustrated. I was probably rude to Kirsten and Kirsten's like, super rude. Was I? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and, I'm just making it really uh, bad um, now. And so Kirsten, like if you're married to someone who's prophetic or a prophetess or a prophet, whatever, they're very blunt. She goes, you're not coming to bed until you get right with the Lord. And I'm like, fine. Thinking <laughs> it'll take me 30 minutes max. <laughs> 11 o'clock rolls by. 12 o'clock rolls by. <laughs> 1 a.m. hits. <laughs> and I'm still like pressure. I'm like, Lord, like I don't see anything and I felt like he was like turn to Psalm 68 in the Passion Translation. I'm like okay so I turn to Psalm 68 I start reading I'm like 14 verses in I'm like ha gotcha this has nothing to do with my problem like, you messed up you know and he's like I said read Psalm 68 and so I get to verse 24 I'm like Lord I don't know if you know the problem I presented to you but this is not the answer and then in verse 25 um, the whole thing shifts um, it's literally called the Song of Triumph and it mm-hmm. says leaders in the front, then young maidens striking their tambourines. And it goes on to all this thing. And then in verse 27, it says, astonishingly, it's the favored youth leading the way. Princes of praises in the royal robes. Um, high princes are exalted among them. They're singing, um, let all God's princely people rejoice. Um, something about like, God, your, your miracles have made us who we are. Lord, won't you do it again? Yeah. I'll have to look it up. It's in the full thing. But that right there, I just started weeping. Mm-hmm. Because I think the whole idea is that like 
that one day when the youth turn 18, they will lead. Yeah. But this writer says, astonishingly being like, guys, you didn't understand what I said previously. The leaders in the front are the favored youth. Yeah. And I just wept. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Lord, like, I get what you're saying now. This isn't just like you're doing, you're a youth pastor. Like you're actually, I'm actually supposed to sit in the back and let them fully lead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so we Mm -hmm. came up with this idea. Yeah. It was, he like shared that with me. We had a prophetic word about youth ministry and I was nervous to tell it to him because we just had like this big old thing. I didn't hear what happened that night. And it was literally the next day we get a prophetic word about youth ministry. I'm like, oh, I'm so nervous to tell Sam about this because I don't know how his response will be. And I shared it with him. He's like, oh, I've got to, I've got to show you this first. I read it. We're both crying. Because it it is like, it it goes against the norm. It's like when you turn 18 or when you have a family of your own and you decide to come back to church, right? Like, Or we do this thing where we say, oh well if you're not a student leader yeah like, that's not what scripture says it says it's the favored youth not just your student leaders doing it yeah so every student that walks through should be leading something yeah yeah so it was just a moment that really changed the trajectory of how we will forever do youth ministry and i mean we got students already preaching coming up we yep. got students literally what was ironic about it is we had this crazy encounter with the lord we're like yes the the youth will lead the youth will lead and every year i sit down and i'm like okay what's the what's the overall theme of the year lord what what's mm-hmm. the vision for the year and i sat down and i'm like for like a month i'm like why can't i get anything normally i have it all set out i've got a video shoot I mean, i've got t-shirts <laughs> like i normally am way ahead <laughs> I'm sitting there waiting for him to speak. And he's like, I've already, I've already Very spoken. Sure. And I'm like, yeah. I'm sorry, did I miss something? He's yeah. like, no, I've already given it to the youth. Yeah. And I'm like, oh Dang. man, I was still, even with that revelation that the youth are leading, I was like, yeah. okay, God, what do you want me to do? Yeah. He's like, go ask the youth what I, what you want. Like, yeah. and I sat down with one of our youth and she's like, I mean, this is what I think, this is what I think. And I'm like, done, we're doing that. So good. <laughs> and it's, That's literally what, we, what you see now, like the youth will lead all of yeah. our design, everything comes from our students it's framing it in a different yeah. way and i think in this season that's going to be so important with youth and kids it's I just going went, today i yeah. just went down to kingdom kids and mm. i pulled down all of the like rules yeah. right all the posters that we have i'm like yeah. rules are being put away we're going to make agreements and the kids are going to make them yeah right yeah. because they are leading yeah. this yeah. is their space we actually get to facilitate yeah. a space where the holy spirit works and moves in kingdom kids but who should be leading that yeah. and we can facilitate yeah. the discussion but let's make agreements together what does this look like yes. together what do we want to go after together right. in kingdom kids yeah. what do you want to experience here right. like yeah we want to have fun we want to make friends but we also like there is a longing in their heart yeah. to know their creator yeah, yeah i feel like right now if anybody has on this panel we're going to open it up to everybody okay if you have like a moment as a kid or as a child mm. that you want to share i'd feel like you probably have something taylor <laughs> but um that like marked you or even yes i do actually yeah okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. um so i was in mexico for mission trip mm-hmm. And I was thinking about this as we were talking about like youth, mm-hmm. youth will lead, yeah. right? And I remember like I value my youth pastors mm-hmm. from back in the day, right? And my leaders, but the people who really stood out to me during those times, the things that really marked me mm-hmm. were the older girls right above me, yeah, two yeah. years above me. I'm freshmen, right. they're mm-hmm. juniors. They're like going after it with yeah. Holy Spirit. Yeah. I'm like watching, you know, like what's that about? Yeah. And then they're praying for me and they're giving me what they, what they have in their hands. Yeah. And they, they were really the ones who pushed me forward in knowing who the Holy Spirit was and experiencing him. And like, yeah. there was huge moments in that, but what 
really stood out was the leaders right mm. in front of me, right? Yeah. It was yeah. the students mm. just above me that really led me. Yeah, and I mean, prime example of that though is like we have, so we've split up middle school and high school just for the sake of like, not only numbers for like this kind of season that we're in to make sure we're under the guidelines, mm-hmm. but also like, we've just found that like, middle school likes being on themselves now, high school likes being on themselves now, the Lord has increased it, it works out. But last week we had all high school girls leading all middle school groups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was the loudest I've ever heard middle oh school goodness. girls talk in seven years of youth Dang, ministry. Yeah. And yes. it's like, they didn't even know these girls. They were just willing to have conversation. Yeah. And I think that's huge. I think the, the thing that stood out to me for youth ministry was I didn't really have a grid for youth going after the Lord. Um, my youth group was fine. I just, it wasn't like people radically in fire, kind of like what we're doing now. And I went to this uh, Southwest Believers Conference at a Kenneth Copeland thing. Um, a guy named Jeremy Pearsons was talking. And I walk into the auditorium and there's like, I think two to 3,000 youth literally just jumping up, worshiping, crying, singing. Mm-hmm. And I just stood there and I was like, there are other people like this. Yeah. Like, yes. I'm not alone. Yeah. Right. And so like, I remember like being filled with the Holy Spirit at that conference, um, getting wrecked by the Lord and just remember, just going like, like I remember Jeremy Pearson saying they came and like prayed if you wanted to be filled with him and his wife came down. And I remember him putting his hand on my head and he's like, he's like, you will lead a movement of youth. And I was like, what? I want to be a heart surgeon. (laughs) What are you talking about, bro? And he was just like going off about like, youth ministry and like and doing new things and things and I, like as i'm doing this year i'm like all these things are coming back to me i'm like dang like yeah there you marked me lord to do yeah right to literally either crash and burn or make right. history like with youth ministry and it's like for yeah. me i'm like all right lord like if the youth really are gonna lead i'm gonna let go of everything dang and yeah that's very hard for someone who like is very driven very vision driven like to be like just today we had one of our students and i was like hey what do you think I should preach on mm. tomorrow? <laughs> and they're like, well, what about this? And I'm like, well, I've got this. What do you think? Yeah. And what if you said it this way? I'm like, mm. cool. Like literally laying down all of our reputation. I think that's the thing that an adult, yeah. like adults need to learn. Laying down your reputation. You lost it when you said yes to Jesus. Now it's his reputation. Yeah. But yeah. it's like laying it all down and being like, what do you need? What do you want? How can I help you get there? Yeah. And I think that is just like, I don't know. Yeah. For me, as uh, I, I was a really, really small kid when I felt like that, like burning thing of ministry. Like also a preface, she was preaching to stuffed animals at like age seven. So <laughs> I'm not even playing with you. You think that's a joke? She had, an a joke. She had everything, bro. It was. I'm like, wow. I really married up. <laughs> what What made that passion possible? Obviously, my parents were in yeah. uh, youth ministry, so I grew up around it. But it was my children's pastor who mm-hmm. said. Yeah, go ahead. I, I was yeah. I was leading kids ministry as a fifth grader. I yeah. preached my first message like on big stage as a nine year old. Like that takes some leaders going like, <laughs> here you go, because uh-huh. you have no idea what a nine year old is going to say. Going, like here you go, but it's like I've got your back. Yeah, yes. right. Like like we're about to head to a, a conference and preach a new ministry time, and students are coming with us to lead ministry. I'm preaching, then sitting down. Yeah, and they're like, "What if I mess up?" I'm like, "Don't worry about it. I got it." Yeah. yeah. It's well, okay if, if it's messy. Thing, don't worry about it. I got it. Yeah. And like, right. really? I'm like, they're like, but what if people don't invite you back? I'm like, who cares? Maybe they'll invite you back. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just literally that principle is yeah. like just laying it all down. I was so encouraged as a, a small kid. I didn't ever once feel the thing like, well, when you grow up, you're allowed right. to do these. Right. It was like, how can I help you? I literally remember the children's pastor being like, do you need curriculum? 
I mean, like literally, like what? First of all, I remember getting in so much trouble there. I was going to name the name. I got in so much trouble with their secretary because I printed like 1000 copies of like, and this is, this is, this is the nineties. Copiers were a big deal. Um, And I like went ham on this curriculum and printed way too much. But um, yeah, I I had so much permission and that permission really led into like moving into high school, middle school where my youth pastor was like, would you lead a middle school crew in high school? And I'm like, heck yeah, Yeah, I would love that. Which led into like going into ministry. And it's like, I got permission from such a young age that I did not once doubt. I couldn't lead in my high school. I couldn't lead in my middle school. And I think that's something that is cultivated really well here at the vineyard. Yeah, it's like absolutely. everybody gets to yeah. play. Absolutely. Like, we, go used to, for it. we used to do a thing in when I was in Rev um, called V2, Vineyard yeah. Va- Values. And Leah was leading it because she was the youth pastor at the time. And she was like, Taylor, like, you want to lead it today? I was like, um, <laughs> what? <laughs> and I remember it being like, messy yeah. like really messy right but like you said she had my back and at at the end it's like oh you know what i can do this like right. i actually have full permission and authority to, to be able to like yeah. lead in this way and it's okay if i mess up like nothing terrible yeah. happened 100 yeah. yeah. and that's like the beauty of having somebody saying like not only am i giving you permission to go but i'm actually like going to stand behind and yeah. make sure you don't <laughs> i mean it's humbling as a student like it's humbling to lead something and it flop yeah. like I remember we were at a camp. This is like kind of low key embarrassing, but we were at a camp of like a couple thousand kids. Mm-hmm. Our youth pastor, uh, well, he was like the worship pastor for youth. He came up and he's like, I just want to thank, it was me and my sister. He's like, I just want to thank Kirsten and Carissa Spangler for serving for so many years on the worship team and your mics weren't plugged in. We didn't know <gasps> our mics were not plugged in. Like that was that tragic. <laughs> that was tragic. I really thought we were being heard. We were not. <laughs> but it was a tragic I moment. I feel bad for you. I know. <laughs> it is pretty bad. When I think about it. it was. <laughs> Maybe I'm bringing this up because I have some hurt. <laughs> I just need to talk about it. But honestly, it was like in that moment where it was like, oh man, no matter, I wanted to trade it. Mm-hmm. Like I yeah. still, I still was leading because yeah. students listen to students way more than yeah. they listen to, to adults. It's just like facts. Yeah. And I think one of the things, and I would love your guys' opinion on this, I think one of the, the critical things that I'm seeing um, not necessarily happening right now is like the parents partnering with mm. their student. Mm-hmm. And not like throwing shots at parents or anything like that because I'm learning to partner with my kids now. But I think just the idea that like, you know, I think you heard a teaching about like shutting down the prophetic early on accident. What was it about? Oh man, this Dang, is, yeah. and, and this I, is I, I, crazy. I really want you two to speak into this because I feel like you guys see this a lot in Kingdom Kids and maybe like parents watching this will be like, maybe we can ask for help or how do we partner? Yeah, but yeah. this is a really cool. Dan McCollum, who is just like, if you have not listened, like this straight up shout out, if people have not listened to his parenting stuff, oh my so good. He was a senior leader at Bethel for a really long time. Um, he runs a prophetic company movement now, just insane. He was talking about leading uh kids and youth and he was like so often as parents uh our kid comes out of their bedroom going like i saw a bad guy or or, i got freaked out i saw something i heard a noise and it's like we initially go no you didn't no you didn't 
like trying to soothe them. Obviously, we want to soothe our kids. But the reality is you might actually be dealing with like a really prophetic kid who sees actually does see yeah. things. And what the enemy tries to do is be the first one. Yeah. And I felt this as a kid so much. Yep. I had terrible nightmares. Mm-hmm. I had terrible like just fear and anxiety. And I and he said it so good. He's like, why does the kingdom of darkness come out first? Why is it kids come out with nightmares before they're like, I had this crazy dream right. about Jesus. Why is it always yeah, the nightmares? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, because the kingdom of darkness is its main thing is to be arrogant. It wants to be the first. It's built on pride. It wants to be the one thinking like I'm the biggest in the room. When the reality is if your kid's dealing with nightmares or seeing things in their room or like overall anxiety and fear, yeah. it actually could be your kid's prophetic. And, and not yeah. shutting it down. And not like, shutting no, it there's down. there's nothing in your room yeah, like yeah. actually addressing. And so where like, do you see the angel? Where do you yes. see it? Really taking time yeah. and, and hey, you had a bad dream. Let's talk about it. Like let's figure out what the Lord is trying to say like even through this really bad circumstance. Mm-hmm. So I think it's so huge in this like like coming age kids these days are way smarter like they just are you spit a night with our four-year-old who is like 15 years Girls old trying oh, yeah. to backflip off the couch with no guidance yes. <laughs> i'm telling me her family's not a football family yes, which i know is not true it's it's a lot. Lot. i don't know if you know your family <laughs> but it is really true and i think we have uh an ability as as pastors and directors to really partner with parents yeah. in, in these big principles. And I can speak to this as a parent, Taylor, you've partnered in my parenting more than a lot of people have as a teacher. Yeah. You'd be like, Hey, when she says this, like maybe saying it like this. So then she has to respond like this. And it's no, been yeah, so huge. Sure. So like maybe some like, yeah, just right of off your head. The couple and if you have a story so, of when so you were marked, just, let us know. Yes. I yes. Just, I just want to say, yeah. I'm happy I married a teacher. Yes. <laughs> I feel like kids will be raised well. <laughs> this kid thing will be a walk in the yes. park. I'm just going to take a back seat and have a lead. Honey, <laughs> you tell me when you need a So for when I was marked, I think I'm actually going to answer this question while yeah. I say about this. Yeah. Um, so I went to an, my undergrad school back in Nigeria. I was a Christian okay. university. Let's not talk about the universities because people who <laughs> were not about that. just ignore the university for now. Um, but the chancellor of the university, uh-huh. so I grew up a Christian, okay. Anglican and all of that. So yeah, I yeah. knew about Jesus and all of that. Yeah. And I like, I woke up in the morning, read my Bible, prayed, yeah. did all of those things growing up. But it was more like a chore. I felt like if I didn't do it, the Holy Spirit, the God, yeah. God would probably hit, give me a hit on the head or something like, go, go read your Bible or something like that. Right. But so, so that was why, why I was yeah. doing it. But when I went to this school, this chancellor was different. Mm-hmm. I could not understand his Jesus. His Jesus felt different from my own Jesus. Wow. Yeah. He spoke with authority. Mm. He, he basically wasn't messing around. Like yeah. he knew yeah. Yeah. what he was talking about. I'm like, there's something different wow. about this guy. His yeah. Jesus is obviously different. Yeah. And I studied computer engineering for undergrad. And in Nigeria, typically engineering is five years. So okay. I think I was in my third year. And um, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I will give his, because his Jesus is different <laughs> from mine. I'm going <laughs> to give his Jesus a try. <laughs> so I started taking my, that was like my first step into yeah. like, like, you know what? I'm going to go knee deep or waist yeah. deep or something like yeah. that. And, um, I started taking my Christianity more seriously. And there was this thing they used to do back in the day. I can't remember what it's called. I'm just gonna, f- maybe yeah, hour of yeah, grace yeah. or something like yeah, that. Yeah. But it was when students who just were interested would come to a certain area and pray for one hour. Yeah, You can come in whenever and leave, but yeah, yeah. usually people like to stay for the entire right. hour. And once in a while, the chancellor will walk by, he's like, I'm proud of all of you. 
you might not even know it right now, mm-hmm. but some of the prayers you're praying right now would be relevant for 20 years. Wow. Yeah. You might not see the effect today. Wow. You might see it in 25 years. You might wow. see it in 15 years. I know you're praying now, you feel like you're wasting your time. Yeah. But just keep doing it. Wow. Yeah. And um, especially when you're praying in tongues and making no sense to you. Yeah. Right. I don't know what I'm praying. Why am I doing this for one hour? I don't know what's happening. I don't, right know. I don't even know what's happening. Things are being said. <laughs> so anyway, I kept I kept at it, um, and that was like the beginning of the journey for me. Yeah. So that was like then I I obviously finished school, then yeah. went into my own life. Yeah. I had to find a church that I felt was Bible right. believing. I right, was. Right. I mean, there were many churches, but mm-hmm. I had to find one that fit me. Yeah. Um. Then I kept going deeper and deeper until I eventually came here. Um, but like she was saying, shutting down the prophetic. Um, so thankfully here at Kingdom Kids, we try to actually tell the kids that you can pray for healing. You can, yeah. Yeah. like this, like she said, no genuine Holy Spirit. Like right. if it was, um, if it was, if, if I could pray for you to be healed, you even though you're four years old, you can pray for you to be right. healed. Yeah. And that's one thing the chancellor used to say at that time. So wow. obviously we're in high school, we're, sorry, we're in university. So mm-hmm. I'm probably like maybe 16, 17, 18. Yeah. And it's like, you're too old. Samuel was king at eight years old. Is right. it Samuel or Josiah? Josiah. Josiah, like, Josiah. Yeah. Josiah was king at eight years old. And it's like, you're too old. You yeah. should be doing things for the Lord at your age. Right. So he used to say things like that. I'm like, bro. bro. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. But if he could say, because coming from at this point it was probably like 56 or something like yeah. this, and he has been doing this for a long time because yeah. he he became a pastor at maybe 16 years or something like wow. that. So he's like, you're too old. If you think you're too, if you think like you're too young to be doing things for the Lord, you're actually too old because Josiah wow. was king at That's eight. really good. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. actually a great perspective. Yeah, yeah, I love that. That's phenomenal. Love it. Oh, it's yeah. so good. I, I think we've like talked all, obviously a lot about a lot of things. Um, but I think specifically I'm going to have you guys pray over, uh, if you're watching and you're a children's pastor, you work in kids or ministry. Volu- yeah. Volunteer. Or you or feel you're a like, yeah, you feel like maybe I should volunteer in kids ministry, which is always or needed. And you can and definitely make that banner, happen. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're taking volunteers. <laughs> Let's just say we'll train and equip and you'll be ready. But maybe you Honestly. feel tired and you're like, man, I've been doing this a while. It's, yeah. This feels heavy. I just want you guys to pray um, over that group of people. I just feel really like prompted to like pray over those. And we'll pray over the youth <laughs> pastors, obviously. Take care of it. Okay. All right. How about the ladies pray? Let's yeah. just do that. Love it. All right. So Jesus, thank you so much for um, your kids and the people who serve your kids, the pastors and the parents and the leaders and students and the your people who love your kids and um, have a heart to be able to facilitate an environment for them to experience you. God, we thank you that you speak and you move through your kids. And so we thank you for new creative ideas. Mm-hmm. We thank you for peace and patience and just a new way to understand kids. God, we thank you for new revelation when it comes to um, speaking to kids and teaching kids and working with kids. And God, they have things in them that we have no idea idea. They are about to change our world. And so God, we thank you for just ways that we can begin to create spaces for them to share that with us and to um, grow in who they are. And so Lord, we just pray uh, refreshing over um, 
yeah, you're people who who love and care for your kids and just need um, a new spirit in this. Yeah, that's so good. And I, I, as we pray for youth, I feel like a real strong, like maybe you're a youth pastor or a youth leader. And we jokingly and lovingly call it the little brother syndrome. And mm. I'll explain a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, little brothers, classically, I could say it's like. She's saying this because I'm a little brother. <laughs> it's classically going like, am I seen? Nobody sees me. My yeah. thing's less important. Mm. It's like this. It actually starts with you before your senior leadership seems the different. Yeah, yeah. It's like an overarching, like I'm not seen by anybody. Nobody cares mm. about. And we can so easily fall into these categories because we are not the main thing, right? right. Like we are, but we're extensions of the church. We're a room of the house. We're yeah. like, yeah, we're a room of the house. We aren't the house. And that sometimes feels painful mm. <laughs> at times to be like, oh, I'm just a room. I'm not the house. Yeah. And so we're going to pray and we're going to specifically kind of go after that thing. Of yeah. Like, and if you have questions about either kids yeah. ministry or youth ministry, hit us up. Yeah. yeah. We'd love to help out. Yeah. Right. Structure, anything like we really yeah, yeah, take yeah. it a high priority. Like what we have here in our rooms, which are good and fine. You have awesome things in your rooms that we love, but like we are free to give away. So yeah. let's pray. And, um, and then we're going to play a game for real, real short game. Love it. Yep. Jesus, we just thank you for uh, youth ministry. Mm-hmm. We thank you for the people who said yes. Something that was a common denominator in our stories were the people who said yes. Mm-hmm. So Lord, we just thank you for everybody listening who have said their yes uh, to youth ministry and kids and specifically for youth pastors or youth leaders who feel like, am I even seen? Is this even worth it? Like, mm-hmm. when is the next thing coming? Lord, would you send like a refreshing, like, authority that this is not the next thing. This is not like them just waiting until the next thing. This is the thing right now. The biggest platform, the biggest influence they'll ever have is the one that they build. So Lord, would you bring significance where they feel insignificant? Would you, uh, refresh their soul. Like we had that awesome encounter last year where you showed us the revelation of the leaders are the youth. Would you pour that out? Um, that they would feel that same confidence that you are, doing things in the youth that we will never see. And we just speak like straight up creative ideas to reach a new generation, to do new things that we've never seen before. So Lord, we thank you and we love you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, before we let you guys go, we're going to play five for five. So how this game works is Kirsten will say one word. Yep. The first thing that comes to your mind, oh, no. you say it. <laughs> the example that I like to give to make everyone feel comfortable is the famous Julie Yoder. We said marriage. Julie's response: hot. <laughs> Are you okay? That's what it is. You know. I, I agree with her. Okay. <laughs> so, okay, so we're gonna start. Kirsten will start, and then I'll go. Then she'll go. So we'll say five words total. So go ahead, Kirsten. Okay. Games. Love Monopoly. <laughs> I love it. I love Monopoly. it. Um, sports. Lakers. Football. <laughs> I love it. Uh, walks. I hate them. Amazing. <laughs> What's great about being friends with them, like I know little trigger points. I know that That's he doesn't like to walk. Yeah. Pillows. <laughs> 20. <laughs> Not necessary. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Last one. Oh man, I got to think of a good one for the last one. Okay, you got it? Kingdom Kids. <laughs> No words. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. 
I'm just happy that they're coming back and I can play with them again. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. yes. Oh my gosh, Thank you guys it. for joining us yeah. this week. Thanks for um, having us. Make sure that you like and comment on this podcast. If this podcast blessed you or you know someone in Kingdom Kids, in Kingdom Kids, in kids or in youth, please share this with them because we want other people to get blessed by it. We love yes. you. We'll see you next week. See ya.